0: Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the Eudaimonia podcast. I'm your host Mick, and I am Don. How are we? How the hell are we? I realise that when I say the intro to the show, I kind of go like "of," and I don't know what that is. You know, I don't know what that "of" is, but it it just seems right.
1: It does seem right. It's a it's the stand. It, it it's the classic case of like an you know like in, an inf, an inflection in someone's voice. So they do it for emphasis. Um, emphasis of the name yeah <laughs> i mean from 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 my point of view it's always slightly irritated me when people do it but then again if they don't do it it also kind of feels like that was a bit empty yeah. you know it's like <laughs> where's the lead up hey everybody, you're welcome too you know it's like oh well you know by naturally you're just going to do that oh hello everyone you're welcome to it's like oh oh screw you you know <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs>
0: yeah no i get it and uh, of course this episode is uh the first one of 2021 how weird is that to say say it twice and say backwards and it's a different year um don't know what i said there but
1: <laughs> if you... i think you were going for like a palindrome and then you realized halfway through that it wasn't yeah. the same backwards as it was forwards maybe
0: um going for something that didn't work out or maybe it did who knows um but yeah first first episode of 2021 we're recording this of course on new year's eve of the eaves of the news um, but as we're recording this, Australia, New Zealand have already passed through twenty twenty one. Do you think anything's different?
1: Well, I suppose they're probably more in- they're probably more of the intoxicated part of the population. So I'd <laughs> say there is like a, a divide between the blood levels. So if we were to measure the blood levels from the bottom of the globe to the, to the top, you'd see a clear co- like correlation. And what what if what if we didn't? Across, <laughs> Um, well then we just got more people with alcohol problems in the north hemisphere than we do the south
0: (laughs) yeah we'd we'd have an issue there Um, which probably we do considering lockdowns and all that Um, I assume more people became slightly more addicted to alcohol but other than that 2021 a year to remember or a year for change I personally don't think much is going to be different but Ooh,
1: let's, that's contentious.
0: Let's hear your predictions for 2021 before it even starts. How about that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I hope it doesn't. I hope we do see some change. Um, but I know what you mean. Of of course, um, like people get quite excited every year about like New Year's re- resolutions and stuff like that, and kind of what's to come, which is great because that means they're getting excited about something that that is positive. You know, like New Year's resolutions are a good thing. You know, it makes sense. It's intuitive how we want to do this. You know, we, we want to make some, some sort of, you know, positive, you know, change. I'm looking for a different word, but it's not common, so forgive me. But yeah, but uh, I suppose um, people need need to be careful because, you know, it takes about three weeks to form, form a habit and all that. So things don't happen overnight. So it takes time. It takes persistence and that. So um, if you've got some goals and you want to make a change, you will and you can. And fair play to you for thinking for forward thinking like that, but you're gonna to have to give it a little bit of time because it's not gonna just happen overnight, you know. Um, but what do I think more generally? Look, I mean, COVID's gonna be a massive impact for the ref- for most of this year as well coming, but I'm hoping that what what's happened now is that we've really reached. Well, perhaps we haven't quite got there yet. We're gonna reach a massive like second peak of, you know, being having the health se- uh, service in your country maxed out. And then it'll start to go back to normal. So I'm hoping kind of by the second or third quarter of next year, of this year, 2021, um, that things will start to go back to somewhat level of normality. And I suppose in the interim period between now and then, we're just going to have to get used to li- living with, diff- with, with things being a bit different, but also it's going to like echo the patience thing that I just mentioned. So without going off on too much of a, a rant and, and, a, and a, a sort of a, an escapade here, um, I'll try and keep it simple. Patience, I think, is going to be a big thing this year. So we've got to be patient with, we've got to be patient in respect to how we deal with our New Year's like resolutions. And we've also got to be patient more kind of globally. And I mean that quite, li- quite quite in a literal sense, but we have to be quite patient with how we expect the year to unfold. So I suppose it's a sense of like, um, it's a sense of of um, just try, trying to keep things in perspective, and I suppose it's a bit like um, you know, if you have like you know, if you're quite wealthy and you've got like four or five cars, that's great. But you, you you know, you've got a Cadillac and a Beamer, and you got a Ferrari that that's fantastic, and all power to you. But do bear in mind, you can only only drive the one car at the one time. So it's it's a bit like it's a similar thing here. It's like you know, you can only do one thing at one time. So you want to go out there and make a lot of money you want to go out there and make a lot of friends you want to go out there and become a wonderful dj or you know whatever your plans are this year that's great but these things take one step at a time so that's something i think that's quite important and that's i'll I'll be focusing on myself in my own personal life too so i hope that's somewhat relevant and answers your question
0: yeah a very in-depth answer to the question um for me what do i think of 2021 well boston celtics will probably win the nba that's what i think (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm looking for, for 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 the Arsenal Football Club. For those who who you are who who aren't in 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 um uh, Europe, uh, Arsenal are a very popular football team in the UK. Um, I hope they get relegated this year. So. <laughs> very good. I thought you were I thought you were going to say I
0: hope they win, <laughs> but no, you went straight no. for the dig.
1: No, that's what I that's what I'm looking for, yo. <laughs> <laughs> fingers
0: crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Um, uh, Toes crossed, too. Of, of course, no offence to any Arsenal fan, right? Nope. nope. no, <laughs> It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. I um, just
1: heard on the news yesterday that there's talks of them getting relegated from the Premier League, which I found phenomenal considering the fact that since I've always known Arsenal, they're like a top five team. So I haven't been following the Premier League the last year, so I don't know what the hell's going on, but that just seems ridiculous yeah um, yeah I heard that too go, if, if they're getting really good I don't, I don't know what that's about I, I find that very hard to believe <laughs> and <laughs> I never thought that Leeds are going, going to be back in the Premier League either I, I, apparently they're back in it I don't know I've got no idea Yeah, <laughs> I thought since they lost that big match a couple of years ago that was it they're done you know that was it they, they um, might as well
0: just hang up, hang up the boots they're done
1: yeah and um you know, start bootstrapping.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Maybe get coaching or some shit like that. Um, that's fair. Don't go coding. Yeah, <laughs> that's more than fair. So, twenty twenty one. Uh, of course, it's gonna be the year that you make it. So get out there and start making it. Cool. That, uh, that's it. That, that,
1: that's it. Wrap. That's a ra- Okay, guys, we're done. Thanks. Bye bye. Uh,
0: I actually wanted wow. that silence there <laughs> because wow. it's just, and then I'm gonna edit some crickets. <laughs> just to even <laughs> emphasize a better like exact like make it a bit funnier um but of course
1: hell, that, that that was profound yeah
0: but of course uh, this episode isn't about 2021 um uh, but it's um i suppose john how about you you give the the quote that kind of inspired this episode and then we'll take it from there i think i think that's probably the way to go um,
1: yeah yeah sure so um this is sort of like, I suppose we talked to, well, well I talked a bit about COVID. My co-host decided just like, just decided to just like drop the mic and just say, that's it guys, we got to get at it. And, uh, you know, like, like David Goggins says, you know, stay fucking hard and that's it. And we're done. And it's like, that, that's it, you know, get out there and go take some souls and, that, and that's it. You know, it's like, wow. I, I anyway. <laughs> um, so we had, cause obviously COVID hit this year and that was a big deal and, um, Boris Johnson made a comment, uh, which I thought was particularly interesting and fitting, and uh, a few other journalists kind of, like, picked up on this sort of comment when he made it, and he said earlier, like, that uh, there's no... He said that there is such a thing as society, which I thought was very fitting, because uh, in times gone by, uh, another famous UK Prime Minister, um, who was called... who was... who... Was, um, who um, her name was... was well, Her name was Mar, uh, Margaret Thatcher, and... Um, uh, you know, quite a controversial figure, and uh, she said, of course, complete the complete country. She said, there is no, there is no such thing as a society. So, what does that mean? And uh, that that's an interesting one. I want to have a little look at because I th- I don't think it's precisely why it says on the tin. Uh, you know, in relation to, to that, so it comes off like there's no such thing as society. But hang on a second, what do you mean? Of course, there's such a thing as society, and it's a bit of a contradictory statement. And it was done for various reasons, and you know as we all know our politicians make these sorts of like radical comments every now and again or more often the case if the ratings are going down depending on what they've been advised to do <laughs> so uh, i know in Ireland every week they make comments that are just ridiculous and um it's it's sort of a thing where who can make the most outrageous comment you know so i mean the american political system is quite similar um so I'd like to explore that a bit today because I think there's a lot of interesting things that can be as, as a, an interesting spin-off that can come from to, from such a statement like that. Um, we could start by maybe having a little look at maybe precisely what she, what she meant when she, she 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 said that. Maybe she didn't write it herself. Maybe she got maybe there's there a ghostwriter going on there, and she was given that to say. But actually, I don't think she did in the in the broader context of what, of what she was saying that particular day in 1987. But um, it's interesting to have a little look as to what that might mean, um, to to be honest. So that's what I'd like to, t- to talk about today. And from that, then you can kind of go in all sorts of different directions. I think it's quite fitting because we've had this notion where, oh, yeah, because of COVID has, has happened and all that, we all need to kind of get together and um, focus on you know, what's important and, uh, you know, become closer during a lockdown, se- uh, in, you know, s- that's going to say the lockdown season. <laughs> and uh, we all need to kind of, you know, get in touch with our loved ones and all this, and da, 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 which is fine. And I think that is true. Uh, and hopefully you've, you've done that. But it's just that there is something that kind of resonates with me about such a statement. And I think it's worth exploring today. So that's what i like to do.
0: So I think what's probably... Um, what will probably be like an interesting point is kind of t- t- to just reflect back on that statement and kind of see how and what intention was it kind of brought up now I personally while we were talking about it previously I thought it was more of a um, was brought up more for controversial than anything uh, controversial reasons more than anything um, because you'd kind of look back on what she said and then you know to the to the average person you know they'd be like wait a minute what does she mean by this statement and it's like we live in a society, so she's essentially knocking down everything that we've believed and everything we've worked for. So that's why I think it was probably a controversial statement more than, I suppose, a factual statement on her point, um, and I mean, probably like, also quite a, a marketing strategy.
1: Well, she's clearly pro society, right? Because if she wasn't pro society, that wouldn't make much sense. If you were if you were anti society, you'd be on the fringes because you didn't like, like she was a she she's an ex prime minister so she rose up through all the ranks so clearly she likes society quite a lot and she she her value she has, she has a huge value in what a society or a, a, a structure a societal structure such as a, polit- a political system can can do for can do for somebody so you know so straight away that needs to be looked at um, wait, yeah, I wait Can right. I just
0: ask how do, how do you come to that conclusion? How do you know that she like society? Like is this it-
1: isn't anything to do with Margaret Thatcher. This is just, just like a thing in general. Like if you're like if you're an NBA like like um, like a basketball player, you value society because if you didn't value society, you wouldn't have any like motivation to kind of get to a position that you're in. Like and you're a neuroscientist working in some research institution, they value society because they're a leading person within it you know if i don't know i don't know if if that
0: like i I don't know because from from my point of view i can see how people might just to get somewhere like you're saying that if you were a leader in in a specific area you'd like society because you want to be regarded as the highest figure of that but from i can see how certain people from that point of view just want to be the highest person but realize that there's this whole kind of these whole steps that need to get by because of society to get there and so therefore they don't necessarily care about society but they know what they want to get to so absolutely i don't know if you can draw the conclusion that if you want to be in a specific point you therefore like society because Mm -hmm. in certain cases society is kind of a byproduct of getting to where you need to be so Mm -hmm. um i don't know that's kind of my thought process behind that anyway
1: it's a nice thought process and I like it and you're right and it's it's good to flesh it out. That's exactly why I wanted to have, um, I, I, that's exactly why I wanted to use a statement like this to kind of get us rolling today and I, I suspect she mightn't have been too dissimilar in interviews, perhaps, um, to get pe- people thinking. But I actually don't think that was a reason for saying it, and I actually really think she actually meant what she said here, like quite li- quite literally. And we can explore that in a, in a few moments. But but to answer your 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 query and concern directly, you're right. There are people who just use <clears throat> um, to get to the top of where they want to be. They'll just use whatever pawn they ha- they'll just they don't care about people. They'll just use they'll just use this, the the structure as a a series of pawns to get to where they, they want to go. So they want to be like a, you know, a, a CEO of, of a company. Like, it's rare that CEOs of companies know anything about their business in terms of the actual, like, they're probably not engineers. They're probably not, like, computer programmers. They're probably decent business people because they know how to, how to work and make a profit and so on. But in terms of the actual, like, lifeblood of a certain company, they mightn't be particularly well equipped to actually know the ins and outs that's why they hire these people to do that for them you know so that you know it's, it's it's sort of like you kind of go to a certain level of expertise and then you just become a business person it's sort of like if i'm i'm really going off on a big tangent here but i think it might be worth exploring if you're an engineer in a in a company l- l- like you are right <laughs> um, that you'll come to a certain point in a in a structure where you go okay i can now kind of I can go into a situation where I'm now going to go into management, and I'm going to stop. i so more more of my time than I would like is now spent in administrative and clerical and business kind of, kind of duties. Whereas I'm not doing as much engineering as I used to do because I've kind of advanced in the company structure, right? So you've become less of what you were trained to do, and now you're kind of living a newer career as a, like a entry like a level management type of person, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but with that changing landscape comes a change in kind of a number of things really a plethora of different things and it's 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 interesting to, to explore well it's not that interesting because ultimately it's just about like you know you're probably get, getting a bit older and you want to have a family and you want to start think, thinking about retirement and all those normal things right so there's nothing wrong with it um but it's just something to be aware of so i suppose um you're you're absolutely right you know it's like just because the person has has risen to the top, it doesn't mean that they're, you know, um, particularly, um, uh, what's the word, um, moral. You know, I guess is a word perhaps that could be used, and. Um, or well, pro society more than anything. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. But I, I I still think if you're pro society. Mm, this is this is interesting because there's a lot of very very evil people who've kind of gotten to the top of their game and they were clearly anti-society they were complete like like not a uh, you know so um, yeah
0: but that's that's kind of what i'm talking about here not necessarily yeah. if you get if you work the system means that you actually agree with the system you just understand that the system is in place and if you want to get anywhere
1: you have to kind of work Ex- with it exploit it you have to exploit it yeah. to the max. And that works. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That also works with society. Like there's st- certain steps that you just need to do because they're not going to change anything for you. Um so, so therefore you kind of just play the game and uh, to get to a point where you want to be.
1: I'd also kind of tempt I I'm going to just play with this a little bit and see what happens. I think there's a certain element though of despite the fact the fact that how how sort of like sinister a certain person might be i think there's a large part of like the human condition that we all share which is kind of what what makes these you know evil world leaders sort of even more sort of um quite unbelievable because they're still so similar to ourselves right um in so many respects and we like to think of like very Sort of like you go on to you go into like a maximum like a, secu- a you go into a maximum like security prison and you see all these people like like lined up in different prison cells, and you look at what they've done to get there and it's pretty harrowing, but you go and then you go and talk to them and you go and spend a half an hour with them. Not that I've done that, like that before, obviously, um because you've got to be a certain type of person to get in there in the first place. You got to be like a doctor or something or whatever. Um, but there's been lots of documents and studies that have been carried out in this, and what you'll find is that they're actually quite, sim- quite similar to you and me, very, very similar, more similar than you might ever realize. And what I'm trying to do there by drawing that parallel is what, what I'm saying is, if you look at say, the big like world leaders in the last say 50 years, and those who've done particularly like horrible things, a lot of their day, a lot of their day to day is still pretty much the same as ours. So it's like they've got the same motives, they've got the same drives they've just gone to an extreme with it and in doing so they've caused you know terrible like destruction what i'm trying to kind of get at is like terrible destruction and all these things that they've fallen prey to and through their own lack of morality and so on isn't that far away from us either just that we've got a better way of steering of steering clear of those same intentions that could happen to any one of us but we've decided against it we've decided to all be in my kind of theory in my theoretical kind of sense we've all everyone has has been chosen to sorry everyone has chosen to be pro society but we've come to a different kind of a conclusion where they've gotten to the very top and they've said haha now i'm here now now i can use my power to exploit and manipulate and destroy etc etc but there are, are other people then who use it for their own good i take the classic example of haile gabber selassie who's a you know a world famous um you know athletics personnel guy held the world, world record for 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 the marathon for the 5 and 10k and now he's a huge like political leader in ethiopia so like he's used what he's done there for the common good you know what i mean um but other, other leaders like you know people out in mexico and 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 so on they've destroyed their country so you know what I mean it just depends on how you you know but but I think there's not that much difference between Haile Lassie and say the guy from, from Venezuela who, who proclaimed himself to be the, the next president and you know obviously it turns out that he wasn't because he never a- actually got voted in and so on but like you might say how can you possibly draw a parallel between those people they're two totally different people with two totally different mindsets yes they are but let's not forget how similar we all actually are Which is kinda why I'm interested in in discussing a quote like what we're gonna discuss today. It's like that's just so it's just bizarre. It's like yes it is, but all you've gotta do is make a few slight changes and you can have a completely different result. It's a bit like chaos theory, I think actually. One small, you know, flap of a butterfly's wings can cause a you know, a bloody storm in Toronto, you know. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like you just don't think that these things are related, but they actually are. Which is or they can be proven to be anyway. Well, somewhat. So that's kind of it's probably a bit of a difficult one to unpack. And maybe I've just talked nonsense last five minutes. So maybe you can you can tell me you can t- uh, tell me off and show me where where um there isn't any particular like logic in what I'm saying. I don't know.
0: No, I I I agree with you in the sense that you know us people are very similar in more ways than probably we we imagine. Um be it in our kind of physical appearance, obviously, but also in our mental, like how we think and how, how we um, go about our, our daily lives and everything. Because um, even just like the simplest thing of like, you know, God knows how many people in the morning have a coffee. That's similarities there. Um, more what pushes an individual to have a coffee, right? Uh, all of those motives are yeah. kind of similar to, every, to most people can't say most people because i don't know how many people actually take coffee in the morning but to a certain amount and then there's other things obviously like food in general kind of but yeah i agree
1: with you in that sense um that's kind of where i'm getting at it's like we all spend our time in such a similar way and then there's a small part of our time that we spend every day doing different things to everybody else and that's what differentiates us and it's like I'm maybe I'm totally wrong maybe they spend most of their days like plotting how they're going to you know rule you know say a certain country with a couple of hundred million people or what, whatever it is maybe they spend their entire days just just plotting destruction and I that, 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 I think that 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 could be true but there's a lot of times where they're just doing things just like you and me
0: Yeah exactly and that that makes sense like I think um in terms of bringing it back to this, the matter at hand, which is a society, I think it's it's good to like as we continue this conversation to kind of discuss about, you know, what we would consider a society. So then we can start unpacking that statement. Um, because yep, I think you're we right. need we need a certain, that's the
1: key word. Yeah, that's the key word in in that phrase, right? We so need a starting point no, as such. Yeah, there is no such thing as society. Okay, fine. It's a fine statement what does society mean, right? So that's the first thing we need, we need to look at.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and kind of what is a society to us now? Obviously society I think most people when you think about societies you probably would think of uh, a group of individuals, right? Um getting together um kind of socially interacting with one another kind of comes to like a when you look at that from an external point, that's your society. And in terms of society, we have different things. I know we touched up on like work before. Um, it could be school, family, all that kind of stuff. Um, we probably won't go into depth into all of them because um, we've done an episode on family. <laughs> we've we're, we're we'll probably do an yeah, episode. family. Yeah, we we probably do um, a, an episode or or a few on school. Um, so. In general, we'll keep this kind of high level in terms of like getting down into the specific areas of society and just concentrate on society. I think that's probably the best thing or else we'll get trapped into things that we want to discuss in other episodes. Um, So and then obviously you're you also have your community, your kind of living community and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of now if I left anything out, please let me know in terms of a society. No,
1: that's fine. I mean, all I was gonna say was just kind of as a comment to what you're you're saying is we've all got a different function within a given society. So some people are, you know, coal miners; other people are blacksmiths, you know, etc. And all people collectively kind of create a said society. But there comes a point, of course where we have to make differentiations. So if I'm living in Russia, and I'm living in, in, in Moscow, its capital, there's a society going on there, right? There's a society going on in Mexico. There's a society, So like So, of course, there are different countries, but we can also have different societies. Well, that's a bit more difficult, but I suppose you'd have to touch it. T- t- we, we, this is where you, precisely you've said we're, we're not going to go, and I'm more than comfortable with that because I'm not a sociologist. I'm not, I'm not I'm an anthropologist either, so I don't know. But there are probably like... No, there are. I'm, I'm going to no, know. I'm just going to say it. There are societies within societies. So you'll have, like, you know, a drugs gang operating in a certain place or, or, or whatever it might be. You know, they're not going to be necessarily part of the mainstream s- society, right? They're going to be on the fringes operating. But there's still, like, a little society within a society, you know? And uh, Anyway, um, think of, like, the f- great... F- Film the you know the Dead Poet Society right so you've got a bunch of people in some like boarding school and then they're like they come together at night to read poetry you know like a lot of people who really care about English lit and then they go to their standard English class every day and it's just like standard like you know like syllabus stuff right anyway I'm gonna zoom I'm gonna zoom out now because that was way too uh, you know like focus on one thing so yeah we've all got our function society I think that is important and then collectively then what we do together I think also matters. because some societies work in different ways and some societies have different set goals although i think nowadays i think it's fair to say most societies have a set goal which is just to survive and thrive and in years gone by and in times gone by we've all been about trying to conquer other places and so on you know but i think we're i'm hoping we're kind of getting past that now but i could be wrong
0: yeah so you know when we look at society at a a whole i think that definition would hold for most people obviously it might differ depending on who you're talking to but in general i think that could hold um so then when we start looking at what the statement kind of points out is that these societies that are governed by that definition of like a group of people kind of coming together, a social uh, interaction all that kind of stuff that that doesn't exist that's i suppose where the controversy might come um to certain people, because it's like, well, wait a minute. I know exactly where I am and what I do, and um, you're you're telling me that I'm not doing this thing or not not a part of this this uh, this area. Um, so, the matter, I, I suppose, the matter of the fact of if she was right or if she was wrong, I think that's an individual thing, right? Because there's people who probably do think that society doesn't exist, um, and to the point that you kind of made when we were discussing this before, um, s- certain people might not think society exists because there's no culture, and this is a point that you kind of brought up before, where we might be or a lack of culture. I suppose, yeah, yeah, really. we we in- we we're losing our culture. Course. Um, because it seems
1: to be, it seems to be in a in a, um, well, yeah, it's a, like a, a moral decline, and then there seems to be like of what follows like a, a just a general like cultural di- decline I don't mean we should be super like patriotic but sorry but what, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you off
0: what I what kind of the point that I wanted to make there was when people say oh you know we, we're losing our culture Um I disagree with that Um and here's why and it might be another point to, to touch, touch up on uh, just for a few minutes uh, to kind of bring back the whole idea of culture and society Um I don't think it's completely uncommon, right? And this this will be an interactive thing, okay? Um, I'll I'll just pose these kind of short questions, and it's just you give me feedback, okay? Um yeah. I don't think it's uncommon to suggest that societies evolve through our evolution, right?
1: You're there in the middle bit, okay? So, something about e- it, <laughs> right? About evolution, right on, right on the
0: important <laughs> yeah, part, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got to uh, uh, evolution. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the 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 trade of uh, of doing these uh, through video calls. But what I was saying was, I don't think it's uncommon to suggest that societies will evolve with our evolution, right? With and by evolution, I also mean like just general uh, evolving of different things, material things that we kind of bring forward, like technology, uh, ourselves, everything, right? So societies will evolve with us, right?
1: They should do. They'll yeah, change. They'll sense. change to
0: adapt, right? So yes. if we correlate society and culture and certain people do that, right? They would say that society is dying or there is no society because um, we are lacking culture, we're losing culture. Um, so therefore, you know, society has gone, right? That's kind of like a statement that, that maybe you heard or maybe you kind of... would. No,
1: that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's okay. fine to me.
0: So then the reason why I might say that the reason why I'll disagree with that is because if societies are, are changing and evolving with us, and um, why is it that cultures can't do the same thing? Like, we seem to be stuck at a specific culture that was previous to us, but we don't notice and we don't actually stop and think, okay, but is it just a case that our culture is just changing? So, it is. in saying it that depends. we lack culture is incorrect... Yeah. What we should be saying is that, oh, we might not have the culture that people had in the 1940s, but our culture is just different. So we're mm-hmm. we're essentially evolving the culture to best suit our needs. Now, if that, those needs are correct or not, that's not for the individual person to decide. And if you agree with the cultures or not, um, I think culture is one of those things that's like
1: majority rules. Yeah, that, that's a great point, right? So I think what you're going to get at there is it's very true. But, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I think really like to say that the culture is declining and so on, that might, that might well be true. And then what to do about that? It's like, well, it's not that there is a lack of culture. It's just that it's been shifted in towards a different direction because you're going to have the same number of people and the population in most countries keeps bloody getting bigger. So you're going to have the same number of people, so the same sort of, like human persistence is still there so it's not that we've, we've lost any particular like culture it's just that we've like shifted in terms of what it means to be human in that society right so therefore we're going to take on different because of the advent of technology we're going to, we're going to take on different um modes of being and we're going to take on different ways of like um i know you said you want this to be short right so i'm going to try and keep this really brief uh which is like next impossible for me but but there you go um so like my problem with that is, though, I think, whilst that might be true, we tend, it seems to be, to be the case, at least to me, apparently, anyway, that we tend to not keep focus and remember what people are from our previous generations held to be true, so that they had certain values and moral guides and systems that were quite useful to to, to them in their time. And they were kept alive for a reason, like, for example... I'll take traditional music or something like that, you know. Or it might be like, if you're in England, you go to the local, you know, pub and that was a big deal. And now because of COVID, we, we can't do that anymore. And it's like, kind of, what do we do now? It's like, well, how do we deal with it now? So things are changing in our society. How do we deal with that? So And what does that mean? It's like, well, to say they were culturalists is, is silly, which is true. But what's happening is that you've got a shift in what's happening, sort of, where it's kind of going i think the problem though with a shifting culture is that it's transitive so it's or i should say it's like transient so you don't have a well-defined um mold as to where it should be going which i think can be normal but somewhat open to being dangerous like if you take going back through history we had several like we kind of tend to categorize history through its different cultures like we have like the roman times we have you know the Babylonian age, we have various different types of people, groups of people in different types of settlement arrangements, and they kind of had their own little kind of culture, if you like. So that made sense, because society was kind of advancing. Depends on where you're looking in the world, these things happened. So, but in the middle of those periods, when people were either mobile, so they were like moving, and, and, and resettling, and so on, they were picking up different kind of cultures. But the human condition of like, you know, laughing and, and crying and experiencing those emotions uh, and a sense of belonging and attachment to a group has never changed. So in that respect, we've never changed at all. But because, as you say, we're evolving with with technology nowadays, I think we're having a bit of a delayed reaction as to how we should be approaching how we integrate humanity with a, te- a, te- a highly, um, you know, specialised like te- te- technological age Um so that's a really interesting point in particular because we've never really had this experience before. So it's going to take us a long time. It's a bit like there's like a latent, it's like that latent heat graph. It just takes a long time to, to change from one state to another because there's so much inertia that needs to be overcome because it's a, it's such a seismic kind of a, um, you know, d- differentiation from where we were before. Um, and during that transient period, which could be 20, 30 years, I mean, technically since the 1980s, like, say like you're, Personal computer became available widely to the masses. I'm gonna say early 2000s. Like people were writing C code since like the early 80s, but that was like people. It was so rare that you got your your hands on one of those those little like probing devices. So it's been with us the last 40 or so. Years. I mean, we we got the first plane off the ground, you know, almost 100, 100, 100 years ago. I think it was actually much 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 more more recently. So we've done a huge lot in the last hundred years. But how, I know I, to keep it in to keep it brief because that was the whole point. Um, and please just interrupt me if it's too if it's too much. But we fail to sort of, I suppose, understand, appreciate, and recognise that this is going to take a little bit of time, and you get a sense of frustration from certain people, myself included, who would also express the same le- level of frustration, where we don't seem to be pres- preserving much of a culture that our parents once had and previous generations to us once had. And there's a big concern for me that when these people pass away in their 60s, you know, the so-called baby boomers, that if we don't record their history, it's going, it's going to be gone for good. And I don't mean like what they've done or the new technologies that they've created, because that's all been well-established and, and, and sort of we know about that. Unless we get a nuclear war, in which case you will lose 100 years of progress. You know, like the the technology that got the first man to the moon, um, that's an old technology now. And a lot of those people who pioneered that time—they're all retiring. So it's like it's very important that we preserve, even though we can—you know—we have more processing power now on our standard average smartphone that got the first man to to the moon. That's fine, but how we originally came up with those ideas, those breakthrough ideas to get from like a series of like lo- like logic gates and so on in combinatorics theory to an actual bloody rocket that works and and such things. That's that. That's a delicate process, but that's getting way too technical and advanced for for discussions that we're having here. While we're trying to, suppose, get back to is like technology uh, advances, a, a culture and a society advances as a consequence. It it's it it's adaptive to its surroundings and its environment, which is fine. But I think we're behind quite a lot in terms of culturally and how we can deal with that. I think what might be useful to look at briefly is how say if you take like maybe this is a bit of a a high-tech example, but if we take, like, Google's employees and, say, Microsoft's employees and Apple's employees and, you know, large, like, firms that work out out of Silicon Valley. So they'll do... They've constantly been demonstrating and they've been trying to understand and kind of get behind what precisely makes, say, like, high-functioning employees, in you know, like, work harder. Because they're not trying to run people into the ground with, like, making the company money, although that's, I suppose, you could argue that's partially part of it. You've got some really, really high-end high high highly capable people highly capable employees working in these firms who are churning out the best work in the world because they give us things like the google search engine for example and so on so hugely skilled people who are doing some ground groundbreaking work regularly seriously high-function people but like what they what they want is stuff like free food and bean bags and things and things like that they don't really want to have like they're not really focused on getting married and having a wife or, or husband and kids they're focusing on their work they're focusing on, the, on, um you know, the working world. They're not really that focusing on, say, like having a family and doing more traditional things. So that's kind of where I, I see it kind of going, where we're delaying kind of getting married and, and settling down with people. We're delaying those sorts of, of, of uh, com- um, commitments in favour of a work culture, which is un- which is understandable, but then you got to look at societies like Japan, where you know, have these people that just work themselves to, to death all the time, and that's not very helpful either. So we're sort of, we're fumbling our way through, and we're finding our feet. It's like a a new person trying to put on a new pair a new pair of um I was going to say slacks, right? That's a terrible term. So damn you, Americans. <laughs> but um, as like they're putting on a new a new like a three piece suit, and they're sort of hoping. Well, they mightn't be hoping at all. They might, you know, but they're, they're putting it on and they're going, right, this doesn't really fit me. I've never really worn a three-piece suit before. I don't know what this thing called a waistcoat is. We're just trying to like find our way through and understand this is where we find ourselves now because technology has really advanced and the humanity within us, the humanity within the very tra- tra- like tra- uh, transistors that we're soldering together as we try and m- make a better society is slowly lagging behind and we're kind of, we're catching up. You know, But it's taken a while and it's going to take a long time before we can really sort of integrate ourselves with what we find ourselves being um, exposed to daily. But that's not, that's, that's not a surprise. I think the key thing that needs to happen here is that we keep our humanity and we keep our minds focused on the sort of important things that matter to us. And then we can slowly work to build those things into what we believe are going to be better products for our own future and for our fellow man's future too but that's a hard thing to do when it's advancing so rapidly and there's no real motivation for it to go any slower because at the end of the day it's provided such a comfortable work you know like um like a lifestyle for a lot of people now that divide between rich and poor is 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 also growing which is totally understandable um whether that's a fair thing or not quote unquote fair is you know but that that's sort of besides that's sort of besides the point it doesn't really not nothing it matters because it does but it's like anyway you can kind of see where i'm going with this i don't want to go on too long about it
0: yeah i i i think i do know where you're going with it and i i get what you're saying um and i think you kind of did a irid- irid- you did kind of and get back to my point, which was, um, I guess, society, it, culture is changing, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not that the culture is gone. It's just we have a different it perspective a on it. Yeah. Well, the, the, it's not the, there's that it's a big a, lag. I, I, you see, that's that's probably a point that I would kind of discuss. It's not too much of a lag. Uh, as more uh, of maybe the way that I see it is like resistance. It's like people have this idea of what culture should be um, based on our previous examples of culture. But that is not to say that that is how culture is supposed to be. It's just how it was. It's not how it's how, how it should be in the future. Um, because at that time, they didn't have the certain things that we have. Um, so now we we have certain things. Just like in 20 years, culture is going to be different. Um, because they'll have additional things that we didn't have now so their culture will shift to adapt those uh, into everyday life so when it comes down to it I just think that we have a an idea of what culture is based on history which prob which shouldn't be the case uh, what, I, what I mean by that is that it shouldn't be a case where we're trying to force that culture onto us now when we just live different lives that's kind of what I'm making of that so to say that there's a lag i think that might be wrong i think it's just um kind of well to wrong wrong to me anyway i i think there's more of a resistance it's like we want to go back to how it was in the 60s or something but yet we don't want to go back to how it was back then so it's like we want that culture but we don't want to sacrifice on advancements well hey
1: look i mean This is it, you know. I mean, I don't want to go back to the sixties either. I mean, you you know, like you know how sore it was to get a dental extraction back then—bloody awful. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to go back to the sixties. It was bloody poverty, and it was it was difficult, and people were walking to school barefoot and so on, right? So that's not ideal. But there was, there might have been perhaps a bit more 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 humanity in the sixties, possibly. Now. That's also highly debatable because, of course, people were more sort of barbaric, you know, because we were just less advanced in general, period, you know. Yeah,
0: uh, you see, the thing also with that is that we show differently kind of our humanity in that sense. Like, now it's shown differently. Like, things, because I suppose, well, I I don't know if it's the case now with, uh, but it probably is. Like, today, like, in modern day, uh, it's the most amount of money, In the world that we've seen is in modern day. Um, Yes, absolutely. So with that comes also different challenges, and you know, certain people, you know, do what they can and donate more, and they might not be present, they might not show, and kind of the themselves and be humane to other people in that kind of sense. But you don't know what they Mm -hmm. do in their private life. So in in that sense, it's hard to distinguish what century was more humanitarian because depending on what time of the year or what time we are in um, those kind of shift and our kind of presence are differently felt Um, so I think it's also something that we can't weigh it's like kind of in my head it's kind of like uh, comparing apples to bananas you just can't um, because they're not the same thing and that's how things go with evolution to kind of change in in certain ways to adapt to our um behaviors and to adapt to other things that we have available to us that in this change we lose what we could compare to um cuz i mean we could go back to the 60s and we could go like okay well what do we have now Well now we have you know like five computers per household right um be it through computers like computer computers uh, laptops phones Uh, tablets whatever it is and then you look at the 60s and it's like they had a phone it's like it's not the same thing right so so it's really difficult to start comparing things like that so Mm -hmm. the point really goes back to the culture and i don't want to spend too much time because i feel like we're getting stuck on this point but um to say that culture is is dead um certain people say culture is dead or people say there's no culture i think that's that's a wrong statement in my eyes um but again it you know if there's anybody listening and they'd like to have their their voices heard please let us know um but before we i suppose before we end up the the episode um it would be nice to tie everything back to that statement you know um so final thoughts
1: um i mean we 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 did we've really gone off track here yeah we um, talked about a lot of
0: different things right we talked about uh we we kind of talked about society as a a general definition then we went on to culture and we probably um got stuck there for a while but uh, if we (laughs) if we kind of look at everything that we discussed even at the start um we can kind of draw some some sort of um a conclusion to this and it might be a case where we might uh, revisit this and kind of touch up on more critical points, but
1: yeah. No, I think we can, I think we can actually wrap it all up in a nice bow and uh, let, l- let's do it for the sake of New, uh, new Year's Eve, right? <laughs> a New Year's day and all that. So uh, let's, um, let's give us all a nice and a nice, uh, di- and you know, the way when you get those like fancy five course meals and these, these really fancy places and they, they, they do everything so unbelievably perfectly. And then they have like a lovely little like a dessert at the end with a little bownut. Let's try and do that today. I think that would be nice for everyone. It's nice, nice, nice and convenient. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I suppose what I'll take a stab in the dark and I'll just throw this out here. I think perhaps what 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 Thatcher was saying when she said that there's no such thing as society, what she was what she was really kind of getting at. And this is how how I'm really getting into it is. And um, if everyone believed that there was a society, then we would be inclined to throw our, any problems we had, any difficulties we encountered, any issues we we, we came to be up, be, be up against, we, 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 we might cast it towards our good old society to solve for us. So it sort of decreases the, in the motivation to be an individual and to sort of depart from the idea that we can change and make a change in our own lives, but that we need other people and other people's in, uh, to be more specific and to answer, and to the point, we need other people's resources to help ourselves, but that we can actually a bit like you know what I'll just say. I'll just do, here's here's the bow for you. Here's the uh, 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 bow for all. Go for it. You can you can you know you can teach a man you can give a man a fish or show him how how to fish and you feed him for life. That's it. That's it. That was almost as 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 um quick as your at your your little intro at the beginning, um last new year's yeah it's a bit a bit of wine bye-bye yeah. <laughs> well
0: we actually didn't we didn't actually have that on the the show it was just me and you talking that oh is that right yeah
1: oh i thought that that bit got recorded no so oh, so okay. the
0: listeners have no idea what you were talking about
1: oh okay i'm sorry well uh well that, that, that's just too bad yeah um, <laughs> you missed so, that but uh, you anyway,
0: <laughs> little little sneak peek in the behind the scenes
1: <laughs> that's it you know maybe we'll release that as a special but uh I guess we can because it wasn't recorded, yeah, dumbass. So. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, third time lucky. <laughs> uh
1: there, there you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I, I I know what you mean, and I I do agree. Um, but, um, in a, in a sense, you can see where, um, the statement kind of came from, and and you touched up on a point, and maybe we'll finish here. But you said, did she write it, or did did she not write it? What do you think? You didn't actually say if you thought she wrote it or not.
1: Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm right looking, off like the I bat. Before, if you had to guess, I'm look. I'm not a Thatcherite. Right? I'm I'm not, I'm not not necessarily a supporter, but I honestly think she wrote it her herself. Um, I think you know. I think she was an intelligent woman. Um, I don't agree with a lot of her policies. I think she robbed the north of of England of, of all of its its trade, and she caused a lot of heartache to a lot of people. Um, but I think her her approach academically is correct but what that leads to then for the the average joe in the street isn't probably what the country wanted so therefore the fact that she got in power was perhaps regrettable i guess but anyway uh, she was more of a controversial figure than a lot than a lot of uk prime ministers so like i'm, I'm not i'm not from the uk i don't know uk history that much but but i'm um, just as a, she was a noteworthy figure so honestly i think she wrote hurt her, herself actually but I could well be wrong. It could have all been ghostwritten. But I, I don't think so. I think she wrote it herself. It's a bit like um, you kind of go. I don't know. I just don't think she wrote it herself. Um, there's too much material to be wrote. Because she was probably talking a lot back then. Because she was kind of at the height of her power at that stage. So she probably had to just go out and speak multiple times. Because also technology was also increasing in her day as well. So there was more news reporters and stuff. And people like shoving cameras in her face and that. So she probably just had to get, get on it. You know I don't know. Um. Certainly, they don't rehearse things. Um, you know, they don't get to re- rehearse a lot of stuff like nowadays. A lot of the speeches that they addressed the nation to are, of course, rehearsed and probably wrote for them entirely. But stuff like that, where it might have just been, like, to a few hundred people or something, nah, that's something that she thought of herself, yeah. Because it was quite a passionate statement to make. Because There's no such bloody thing in society, don't you know? You know, so it's like, that came from the heart, you know? So, I think that's... Uh, Part problematic, part um, part um, insightful in our exposition. So. That's fair. yeah. makes sense. Um, so yeah, I- sorry, sorry about about the bow. It's a really shitty little like <laughs> a, go- a little like Gordian knot. It's it's um, <laughs> it's all right. Misery. <laughs> I ho-
0: hopefully the listeners will will appreciate, and hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Um, of course, if you have anything you'd like to add, our kind of our socials and our communication touch points are in the description box below. Uh, you'll find our email address and our Twitter. Twitter is a great place to just come out and hang out with us. Um, and apart from that, I think the only thing that's left to say is that you've been listening to
1: the Eudaimonia podcast. And I've been your host, Mick. And I have been Don. And we wish you all a very happy new year. <laughs> oh, look at that. Beautiful infections well <laughs> On done.
0: the ball, on the ball, right? Uh, have a great year uh have a great year what the hell um what i'm trying to say is enjoy 2021 and uh hopefully we'll be part of your 2021 and hopefully we'll make it better um but yeah that's it from me
1: and that's it from me don't get too into- intoxicated yo <laughs> peace out